I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Oh, today is going to be one of those episodes that I wake up in the morning on Tuesday and get excited for my feedback for all of you to DM me and text me and say, oh, I love Kate Vandenboss. I was introduced to Kate Vandenboss by Ellie Molina. Most of you who have followed my podcast for the last gosh, three and a half years. She's been on the podcast a couple times and has sent me uh, some beautiful, beautiful people that I've actually kept close to. So every time she sends me someone, it's always a yes. And I get why she sent me Kate and you will get it too. I look at everybody in my life, every person on this podcast every week has just grown me exponentially to say the least. And Kate is definitely one of those and you will get it. Let me read her a little bit about her before I bring her on. Her name is Kate Vandenboss. She is an intuitive guide and personal coach who has spent the last six years creating the Soul Path series, which was born out of her experience in personal and spiritual development, nature-based coaching, and in-depth study of human psychology, as well as many years of exploring this work in her own life. Kate's mission is to empower, inspire, and guide awakening women to have the courage to live a soul-aligned life, to discover the confidence that comes from fearlessly walking with clarity and belief down the path that is your unique birthright. Having lived and traveled all over the world, she has now put down roots and calls Central Texas her home. Austin, to be exact, where most days she can be found exploring the trails with her sheep-a-doodle, Barrett. Uh, I just, you know, it's like for what she's discovered and what she's created with this Soul Path series, you'll get what I mean. You can go to her website, just katevandenboss.com and understand it's just a unique way of understanding your soul path. (laughs) You know, I have brought so many people on this podcast to talk about, you know, your soul plan and your soul path and, you know, always being in alignment with listening to your intuition, you know, and always taking the steps. But uh, Kate's take on that is extremely unique and you're going to love it. But um, before I bring her on, I, gosh, we're in December already. We did Orlando for the girls. That was amazing for 10 days for Thanksgiving. And uh, now we're in birthday mode. Presley's birthday was last week. My birthday's this week. And then Christmas and the girls get out of school. And I look forward to those weeks of just being together and sharing our traditions and 
you know, I look at every day we say next year at this time, Paige won't be here. So let's really embrace it. (laughs) And, you know, I do that too, for them to realize as sisters that these moments are so precious that they get to be together and, you know, live under the same roof and, you know, drive to crew together. And, oh gosh, it's just, you know, it's when those days you start to count down, it's when you realize like, gosh, how quickly our life has gone. These, this childhood that I've raised these girls with, but a few notes besides Merry Christmas to everybody and enjoy this time with your family. I have my retreat January 21st. If you're still interested, there could be some space left. So please reach out to me sooner than later so I can connect with you and see if I can get you in. And also the first Monday calls, the next one would be January 1st. So I'm going to say, let's just have a happy new year and then go back on February 5th and resume that. And if you need the Zoom link, please connect with me and the ones that are on those calls. Just use the same Zoom link every Monday. I think I'm going to find somebody to come on in February that has been on the podcast. I have an idea, but I have, haven't asked yet, but I have a feeling that they will say yes. So I'm going to bring someone on. We're going to have our connection, our community that I love. And, you know, I, I've been looking at different guests that come on and I've revisited guests that said no a couple of years ago. And I went back and asked again, and now they're saying yes. So it's all because of you and listening and, uh, and reviewing and subscribing and sharing. And it just gets me so excited. If you could see who's in the queue, um, I, I actually have like, I get when I wake up in the morning and I get these emails from these people and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a dream to me. So uh, I get so excited. And then my Raising Confidence class is starting February 1st. I have a really big special in December. So if you haven't got that email or you're not on my email list, uh, connect with me. I am doing a huge gift. I'm kind of tired of, you know, wanting this for these children, but, you know, the parents maybe not thinking of it as one of their top priorities, or it might just be something that they don't realize how impactful it could be for their, their teenagers or even their 11 and 12 year olds. It's so impactful and I'm so passionate about it that I have a huge gift for you to open for Christmas if you're willing to spread the word for these kids and parents. So reach out to me and I will give you the news because it's, I'm just ready. I'm ready for, let's just go. Let's get these kids on this journey to have the confidence to know that they can be, do, or have anything, know their values this life that they are brought up in is so different than what we were. And it's time to take these kids to the next level. And, you know, the the families learning these morning routines and understanding a vibration, understanding limiting beliefs and, you know, taking those and tearing them apart and understanding that there's just that belief. It's not even true. And all the programs that we as parents have done 
and programmed our kids with without even knowing, you know, unconsciously and reprogramming them now before they leave the house. And now that I'm in that place of understanding, like when Paige does leave the house, having the confidence that she has her values, has her, understands her beliefs and understands what is, you know, like if it's limiting her, how to turn it around, she has the tools. And that is what I want for every single teenager, (laughs) more than you even know. So reach out to me, huge gift probably bigger gift than you probably would imagine. So email me and just ask me or text me. And I want to spread this love and this knowledge and this passion that I have inside of me that I know is way deeper than I could even imagine, but it it is in there and I want to help these kids. So reach out, please, or send the people that you think need that to me and I will gift them my Christmas gift. So with that, thank you again. I'm so grateful. Enjoy this time and enjoy Kate Vandenboss like I did. You will see why. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next week. Welcome, Kate. Hi, Ashley. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you all the way from Austin, Texas. Just outside Austin. Yep. Down in Texas. I love Austin. Anyway, I just, you know, we have a mutual friend, Ellie Molina, that connected us. And I said before we hit record that when she introduces me to someone, I know it's a, it's a meant to be. And I'm part of the soul sister group of Ellie. And it's just a beautiful, every soul that she's introduced me to. I know there's a reason, even a higher reason. Like I always look at it like, I wonder like why Kate is in my life. And when I started doing my deep dive on Kate, <laughs> I was thinking, because when I think of intuition, and that is really kind of your, the word that comes to my mind is what you help people with. And, you know, I'm a mom. Do you have children? I, do, I have a fur baby. I do not know. Okay. Oh, that's right. You have a fur baby. Like three years ago, right? Four and a half now. Okay. So I was looking at your, okay, I, I, I have two fur babies too. And I, I had them my whole life until... I didn't get married till I was 35. So I have, I'm a late bloomer of a mom, but learning about you and learning about your focus, where you're at in your life and the breadcrumbs you've picked up along the way. And, you know, listening to your intuition and understanding that power of that and the universe and the signs and the synchronicities that are everywhere. I resonated with that because I'm, I have these two daughters that are teenagers. One's getting ready to go to college next year. And we just found a college and she just signed. She's on the rowing team. So it's early. That's why I'm saying that. So she already knows. But, you know, I'm I'm reflecting because I'm I'm really, I realize that when I was growing up, I'm 54. So, you know, in the 70s and 80s, I didn't have guidance like that. I didn't know. You kind of went to college and then you got a job and then whatever, you know, got married, had baby, you know, you had these things where there was never a talk of intuition. And I've really opened that, that door for my girls. And like, does it feel good? You you know, like trust your gut or what is your heart saying? You know, and now like with boys, but it really opened this door for me because I realized that, I mean, I have classes where I teach teenagers and I t- there's one week that I teach intuition. So I resonated with that as well because I think it's so important. But what I want you to do 
and where I'd love to for you to start is take us to where you started. I know you were kind of doing the same thing as me. Like, should I do this career? Oh, that's not, then go this one, maybe this one. But it's like going down and picking up the breadcrumbs, but realizing now from a higher perspective, looking back and seeing why, you know, like where intuition played and why that's now such a, you know, that's one of the things that I feel like you really focus on. Take me wherever you want. That's a great question. And this is the way we're just talking about glasses. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? And that's right. the thing. And, and you're talking to, from you know, from a younger generation, I think, well, what would I, while you were talking, it's like, well, what would I have told myself? If I could go back to 16, 17, 18, 19, 21, what would I tell myself to do differently now? And a couple of things, I think, you know, growing up in the, the 80s and 90s, we did, we didn't have all of the internet. We didn't have all of the connectivity and the connection. So in some ways, I think we were lucky because there was more room for us to, there was less noise. I, yes. I think it's way. So, and there was more connection of in a human kind. So it's just different to what it is now. But I, I think it's the case of we didn't, it's not that we didn't have the guidance, which we didn't have as much as we did because we didn't have the information and the, and the connection we had more room to hear our intuition and our right. It's whether we had, you know, the, our soul family around us and our, our, the, our mentors that would say, follow your intuition, that's different versus it not being there. You know, because if you're not, you still have it, whether you're taught about it or not, you're still there, whether you're, you're you know, guided to use it or not, it still is um, a part of your life. So how did it get? Where I am, well, my story is literally a career advisor's nightmare if I was to do <laughs> And you know, my nephew is 19 in that point of where is he going next for the last couple of years. And it's, we were always really heavily leaned on to choose one path, one career, one, you know, with everything in our school system was designed to, I grew up in the UK. So there was, it was very much around where were you taking your GCSEs and what are your A-levels and what topics are you going to lean to art or are you going to lean into science? And then, I mean, you're just like getting penned in and the further right. you go, the less and less opportunities there are, the less and less creativity there is because you're, you're so, you know, we're trained to focus and to commit. And those are all the big buzzwords, right? Is to grow up, to commit, to, you know, to follow, to see it through, to finish that degree. Well, I've got two degrees and I'm doing neither of those you know, careers. And so there for me, luckily, and I will say luckily, because I love them dearly. I had very supportive, have very supportive parents who didn't stamp on my fire, right. And didn't say no to the ideas. There was concerns. I'm sure when, you know, my, my first career, um, my first degree was actually in fine art, believe it or not. And, Mm. um, but at the same time, there was a, an opportunity to study personal training and sports therapy. And it was actually my mom that saw it and, and put it in front of me. And my brain is like, no, I'm not going to, why would I do that? I don't have any of the background. I won't have, don't have anything that you're looking for. And her intuition is so strong that it was, I think you should go and just explore this. I think there's something here. Okay, fine. And <laughs> as it turned out, like that was the next, where, where the way I look at it is, you know, pinball machines where you hit the ball and it goes bing. Yes. That's how I see life because that that decision point, all of these decision points that we get to, that bounced me in a whole different direction that I would have, I couldn't have even dreamed of going because from there, 
not only did I get the job, but they offered me a full scholarship to a sports therapy program because they were just launching it and they wanted to try it on some people. So I had a full ride to sports therapy, which led me to meeting an osteopath who was one of my tutors, which then led to a six-year degree in osteopathy and naturopathic medicine. And then from there, it went on to NLP and human psychology and understanding how the mind works. And then I literally fell into a situation where that all came together with a spiritual cap. And I learned to kind of add that feather to my my bow as well, I guess. Um, so there, all of those decision points took courage. And I think that's one of the things where you don't just get an intuitive hit because we all get them. What has to happen next is that following through on it, to trust yourself, to develop that and a courage and resilience and bravery that it takes to go against the, the grain, to go against, because at no point have any of these ping pong decisions in my life been the favorite choice or, you know, the most popular one, because they were usually the path of least resistance. But every plane I got on, every career that I walked away from, I, there was a sinking feeling in my head, but my heart was always full, right? Because it knew it was the right decision to do. Mm-hmm. And part of, if I was going to give my younger self any advice, it would be to, it's going to be okay. It'll always be okay if you follow your heart. I mean, right. I mean, we've all been there where we all get tangled up in something that a relationship or a career or something, it all looks great on paper. But we know intuitively that oh, this is, it's just not the right thing. But there's something that is, it's almost like going against your better, ju- it definitely is going against your better judgment and doing it anyway, because you doubt, you're doubting yourself. You're doubting that that second side that actually this isn't where I'm supposed to be going. Right. Yeah. That's what I kind of rambling answer to that question. No, I love it. And I, you know, when I speak, when I listen to you talk about intuition and being still and like meditation, is that part of your, the stillness? And, you know, you, we, you talk about animals and I was listening to you this morning on my walk and I, I was walking my dogs and, you know, I'm always looking at the birds and the trees and I'm listening to you talk about trees. And, you know, it's like, I always am looking for signs and I'm always looking, it's like an affirmation of, okay, there. But going back to intuition and how I feel like your soul, like from another lifetime, was someone that lead, led, like you were always a leader and you you see the person and you see the light in them. Like, cause I see that that's what I do. Like I see the light in someone. I'm like, Oh, I just see it. Like, I mean, I do it with my girls, but, and they can handle it. But when I, I just see people and I'm like, I just see it in you. Like, I want you to see it. Yeah. But it, tell me like, what, what drew you to want to really like tell someone like what, like, cause I know what it feels like to have that desire to have everyone know that there's magic in life and that you can, you know, look around and be the universe is speaking to you all the time, your body's speaking to you. Like, what is it in you that you feel like draws you to that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I always describe myself as a recovering thinkaholic and there's a part of my life, most of my life was, and my identity was wrapped up in academics and thinking in and always knowing the answer and being the one that people would come to. There was something that always every every career that I've been drawn towards is in service to, you know, whether again it was in healing or it was in, you know, physical work or, you know, 
coach from a coaching perspective, there was always something that's drawing me to serve. So I always knew that there was something bigger than myself in what I'm doing. But there was a turning point where it was about five or six years ago, it's probably close to seven years ago now, where I learned that I didn't have to do it all myself. Because up until that point, everything had involved me learning from a textbook. Had learned, everybody coming to me needed an answer. They needed a solution. They needed me to get them fitter, healthier, fix their habits, whatever that was. And I was taking all that responsibility on. And of course, there's only so much that I can know at any time. And, you know, and I've forgotten more than, you know, I can definitely remember now. And there's, I was always blessed with a photographic memory too. So that's how I got through exams because it was very short term, but I could just remember. Right. That doesn't serve a client. Mm -mm. Think back now, but that's how most of our careers are actually set up. All of our experts, you're putting your hands in you know, your heart in their hands where they only have so much knowledge. And that tipping point was literally sitting on a rock in Boulder, Colorado, about seven years ago. And I was on a nature connected coaching course. And how I'd even gotten there was a whole breadcrumb of synchronicities because there, I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't searching for the next. It presented itself to me. And I could have said, Yes or no. And, but again, it was one of those pinball moments where there was, are you a nature connected coach came up on Facebook feed. And I was like, I think I am. And I didn't identify as that. Anyway, I started pulling at that thread and ended up doing a year of, you know, on-site work up in Boulder, learning how to be a nature connected coach. And what that actually means is listening and learning and watching and recognizing the signs that the natural world, aka the universe, your spiritual, you know, whatever is greater than you, whatever noun you like to put on that, is talking. And it had the answers. And suddenly I had literally I thought my brain was going to explode because I realized that it was no longer my responsibility to know everything. It was my responsibility to provide space for a client to experience what they needed to learn and what they needed to hear. And my one of my skill sets is I notice patterns. And one of the, you know, everybody has different, different gifts, I guess. And mine is, oh, that's an interesting pattern and weaving that through. And then that theme, and I love stories and I love metaphors. And that's what I'll spend most of my time doing is actually just talking in archetypal stories and themes and myths. And so they're I fell into it and I'm so grateful I did. Literally sat on a rock in Boulder, realizing that there's this whole new world out there. And that moment, I let all the responsibility of needing to fix anybody go. And I've never looked back. It was one of the greatest moments of my life. When you say your patterns, explain, give me an example of that. So you say that. Like noticing patterns in there. Yeah. All right, let me give you an example. So you were talking about, for me, there's me personally, and then there's noticing it in other, in other people. Right. So one of the divination tools that I love to use is, is Oracle cards. And one of the biggest reasons is because it allows me to see themes and patterns and you know, re- repetition. And the other thing that I'll really pay attention to is numbers. And I'm sure you get a lot of one, one, one. So we just oh, have all the time. <laughs> Not remember That's it, my life. That long ago where there was, so, I could see them. But I was so frustrated because I didn't know what it meant. Three, 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 two, 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 eleven, eleven, and I would get 
all worked out because I was recognizing that there was a message, but I just couldn't figure out what the message was. And that again is that next, for me, that next level of you actually do know if you relax into it and get out of your own way and just ask like, what could this mean? What was I just thinking about? What question was, have I been pondering today? What messages could be coming through from the other side? And often a lot of times that we want these big epic messages when it could just be a high. Uh, you know, I was thinking the the numbers on my phone, the two, 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 I was just spirit texting me saying, Hey, how you doing? Right. I How's love it going? that. Here, you know, and uh, so patterns also will be, oh, I can, I can tell you when this is happening to me. And this has started a couple months ago and I don't know what it means. I'm still in that curious phase, but it is, happens all the time. When I'm out walking, I'm seeing sticks in the shape of a Y on the path right in front of me. Huh. The time. And to the point where they're showing up where there you shouldn't even be a stick. And it's this, sometimes they're upright as in yes, walking forward. Sometimes they're sideways and sometimes they're pointing back. And it's just playing this whole thing now where they were always probably there, I'm sure. It's just now that I'm noticing them. And it's always when I'm walking on a trail or walking in the path. And it's definitely catching my attention. What it means, I don't know. That's what I'm still working with. But the first part of it is that it's catching my attention and it's happening frequently and regularly. When I say to other people, do you see the why sticks? I'm like, right. Um, So that's one of the ways that it's a a tool for navigation. I would say, you know, through the world and and conversation and curiosity. Right. I do that all the time. There's feathers. You know, I was seeing feathers today and I always so aware of that and thinking, oh, thank you guides and angels and talking. And then when on my walk this morning, there were lately the winds blowing, it would be like one of those things you blow, you know, and all the white little fairies fly away. So I'm catching them. And every time I catch one, I say, you know, like something in gratitude or what is this telling me, you know, and I'm always trying to, like you said, like it's, it's like a you're trying to uncover the message, right? But if someone was coming to you and you were having sessions with them like you do, are they, like with Ellie, like I was trying to explain, I was talking to the girls this morning because they've known Ellie. Ellie's been on the show a couple of times. You know, like she's always helped, you know, she's always the one that's the psychic and the one, but she comes to you to you know, to be, to work on what's, you know, to work on where she's going instead of always being the one that's helping. So explain what people, because I I mean, I, I don't, I feel like, you know, I work with a lot of parents that didn't raise their kids with the mindset that I raised mine with, right? Like they weren't aware, they got married early, they weren't raised in a family. I wasn't really raised in a family like that, but I had all the time and I was just drawn to that, all the Develop personal development, all this stuff. I mean, the alchemist, I was reading something about that today, yeah. you know, reading that and my girls read that and the four agreements, all the books that, I mean, I could go on and on about that, but I was always drawn to that. And a lot of the parents that I'm working with now have never heard of those, you know? So when I look at the world and where we're going, it's all catching on and we're all learning what intuition is and that word, you know, all the words that we used never heard probably 10 years ago, meditation, yeah. what you do now, people would be like, she does what? 
But what, like the people that come to you, they have to have that yearning. Like when I'm, why I said Ellie is like, she understands what intuition is. She wants someone to help guide her instead of guiding others. So what is that? There's a a tool that I've developed and used. It's called the growth cycle, which is provides a framework for conversation around that. And this is something, again, that I'm really leaning very heavily into because a lot of what we talk about can be very nebulous, right? There's intuition, there's psychic abilities, there's spirits, there's, you know, signs and symbols. They're even from a profiling perspective around, well, you know, this is me and Myers-Briggs and this is my talent dynamics and this is my life path and this is my astrology chart. They're all great information. I love it. I am a profile like queen. I love anything that can give me a little bit more information about myself, about who I am, why I'm here. I will lap it up and my clients do too. And there's, that's why I think this technique is so, appeals to them so much. What a lot of those don't do is give you day-to-day uh, tools. Like, okay, great. I know what I am in Myers-Briggs. What do I do with that today? Right. right. I know what I, I know what my astrology is, my sun, my moon, my, you know, wounded Chiron. I know all of that, but what do I do with that today? How does that, how does that help me make decisions this morning, this afternoon, you know, for this week where my priorities are? And I work with the growth cycle, which is based on it's a story. It's the story of the seed that gets planted. And then you spend the year growing and go through all the different stages of growth. You're reaching out, pruning back, um, flowers, bearing fruit to the harvest day. And we all cycle through this. Every single one of us has the same every year of our life. There are times when we're planting seeds and it's not the same for everybody. And that's what's so unique. It's our unique fingerprint. There's times when we plant the seeds of intention. And we go in the ground and it, we're in the dark because we're, you know, are, we're germinating. And if you understand that there's a reason why you're feeling the way that you're feeling, when you're feeling a little confused, a little disorientated, you're probably underground. There's times when you want to be creative and reach out. There's times when you need to be cutting back and doing, you know, assessments on a life audits. Like what's important to me? Am I living in alignment with that? And then there's times to reap the abundance. There's times to rest. There's time to take action. When you can take that framework and apply it to your life, you can do something with it. So for me right now, I'm in the, I'm ending the phase of the lover, which is all about reaching out and connecting with other people and having, hmm. and in the, the level of creativity. So knowing that is uh, whatever I'm working on, it's, trebled in in hundred text by sharing it with other people and bringing in collaborators. But there's other people who have just been reborn, right? They've just, they're, doesn't matter what time of year it is for them. They've just come out of the earth and they're seeing the sun and they're now going through the, who am I? What do I need to do? What, you know, where am I going this year? That's what I work with predominantly with clients when they come to me. So there is this level of satisfying the intuition and the intellect because again this is something that we can tend to do is go to extremes right there's like i'm going to fly all the way over here into my intellect and i'm just going to think and i'm going to ignore my intuition i want to go all the way over here and never be practical and never have and just be floating around in the dream space but not being anchored down in earth and if you're as holistic beings, we need to satisfy all of those needs. Otherwise, we're just going to be constantly flip-flopping, you know, being in my masculine, being in my feminine, being my intuitive, being my intellectual. Whereas 
there's a way for us to actually navigate our lives every day that satisfies the intellect because there's a framework, there's an understanding, there's a process in one, two, three, four. That keeps our intellect occupied. The intuition is then brought in because it's like, where, what do I need to learn? What am I here to, again, based on the assumption and the understanding that we're all here to grow. And you wouldn't be on the growth cycle if you weren't understanding that you were there to grow. So that's where you bring your intuition in. And that's where you can open up because your intellect is feeling safe and secure. It knows where it is. It doesn't have to be on high alert. The intuition can relax and listen to paying attention to what podcasts show up, what teachers show up, what information, what signs and symbols to do something with that every single day that helps just keep you moving forward. Does that make sense? Yes, but I need a little bit more. So when you say you're in a cycle right now of love, connection, some other people are just in the dirt coming out. How do you figure out where, the, is it through your birth chart? Yeah, through you, your birth details. Yeah, so everybody okay. think about, it's like the, when we're born, it's like there's a little keypad that was, we had our own little code and it, you know, whether it dictates your astrology chart, your your life path numbers, your numerology, like all of this kind of stuff there. Our birth details have so much information literally coded in them. And that's where, that is what the growth cycle is based on is that, you know, the, the houses of your, um, the houses of your birth chart so that you actually can navigate through. Everybody goes through the same cycle. We just go through all at different times. Okay. And I'll just from our birthday. Mm-hmm. So you started working with Oracle cards. I was listening to a podcast today about that and you were talking about, because I have them and I did one before we got on and I tapped it three times because <laughs> I cleared the energy because I learned from you today. But why Oracle cards and why I even thought it was fascinating that you said to the people that if you don't have a, an Oracle card deck, you can use a book and just flip through the pages and then stop. Because I always do that too. When I have neat books that have messages, I'm like, I'm just going to open it up. You know, you people listening know that. And then whatever message is there is for me. Yeah. So ex- why do you work with that? What's the draw? The first of all is because they're pretty. And yeah, right. They, they are. And they feel, I'm very sensual. So I like how something looks, how it feels. And, and there's, there's something, again, practical about it, right? It's not, you asked about meditation. Let me just circle back to that. I'm the worst sitter and meditator, right? Hmm. I, I will, and I used to beat myself up about that, being type A, right? As well, you know, just sit here, just sit, close your eyes. And then, you know, the monkey mind comes in. And where I meditate is I walk and I, I meditate in the shower. I meditate in the bath. I meditate. And again, there's all these preconceived ideas around what does meditation mean? The idea of meditation is just to open your mind and to hear and to be present and listen. And oracle cards will, that's also a type of meditation for me is there is this, it keeps my senses focused on one thing that's right in front of me, because if that doesn't happen, then the intellectual monkey mind can run riot. And what else is it? And even with oracle cards, though, it's, well, what else does this mean? And then what, and what else, what else could, oh, does it mean this? And does it mean that? And there's this, it's also, interestingly, I've been having tarot readings mainly yeah. 25 years plus, I think now. Is a, I really heavily leaned on them when I was going through my divorce. And there was 
And I don't know exactly when it was. I just know it's very significantly shifted. There's a point where I was trusting other people's readings over my own. And Mm -hmm. now I'm the exact opposite. I will do mine first and theirs will confirm or affirm, but I will always come back and trust mine. So it's also been a way for me to grow, grow my intuitive abilities and grow and trusting my own my own reading on something is to, to actually, what am I trying to say? There is something about it as a grounding and focusing, but expanding at the same time, right? Because there is a, it depend with Oracle cards generally, I don't, it's not every single Oracle card, uh, but I use tarot cards too. I like that, you know, different tarot cards. You can go as shallow or as deep as you need to at the time. And there is, it's a quick confirmation. It's a quick affirmation that what I'm thinking or feeling it's like oh yeah okay yeah I was right whereas pendulum I am having such a love-hate relationship with a pendulum right now something that should be so easy I that is a divination tool that I cannot master I literally might as well oh if I ask a question you might as well just say it's the exact opposite every single time one of the other things I was oracle cards why oracle cards versus tarot cards is um when I was first learning and allowing myself to experiment with them, tarot felt you can get it right or wrong mm. to me, right? Because there's the whole, there's the tarot journey. And obviously now I know more, but at the time it was, oh, but I don't know what that card means. So therefore I can't read this. And there's plenty of people out there and plenty of people that are teaching like intuitive tarot reading now, which is so much more expansive. But that was for Oracle cards for me, that was one of the, the reasons specifically was because it wasn't, it was all about what I saw and what I intuited into it versus, oh, what's the five of wands mean versus the king of wands or, you know, oh, did I get that wrong? And and I like the stories. And I think that's, again, a lot of it is very much to do because the depth and the resonance and it's a skill as well. It's, it's learning to, the cards haven't changed. I have. I now don't take it so seriously in a weird way, although it's more serious than ever. When I have a responsibility, I'm literally reading for people. There's a huge amount of responsibility there right. we used to have when I was just reading for myself. However, when we take in, you layer in that, it's not, I'm just the channel. Right. And that's the other thing. If I take all of the ego out of it, I take all the responsibility for being right or wrong. And I make suggestions, I make observations. I'm, you know, this is what I'm seeing, but I will always to a client defer to what they're seeing or what they're feeling. And it's not about me getting it right or wrong. My job is to literally point them. Did you notice this? Did you notice this? Can you see how this weaves? And, and obviously there's, there's feelings and then there's, you know, sensing like you're talking about, it's like you can sense into something. But I also, I see the best in the people that they, they don't see themselves. And that's our job is to actually hold that door open for them so that they can start walking towards, you know, that version of themselves that we see because it exists. Right. So how do you get people to see that? Because I know as someone that tries to light the put the spotlight on these beautiful souls that can't see it yet. You know, it's like, I feel when they've been blind, having blinders on or living life in fear, fear fear-based, living life in a way where, you know, things aren't working for me. 
they're working to me, victim, you know, and to really open their eyes to seeing that life is happening for them. What are your techniques or what are your gifts that you open these eyes up? Because I think more people now in this world are like on a mission. I think that, you know, I feel like I am, I'm chose to come right now to open people's eyes to this life is all love and magic and all the synchronicities and the nature and the sticks on the ground and, you know, all the things that are just always there. But how do you do that? I want to hear yours because I, I think it's so important. Part of, it's a great question. Part of the first thing that I want to say is leading by example is really important. Living a life of integrity, which is not perfect, right? And that's, again, the other understanding of recovering thinkaholic is that it doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be authentic. Right. And so that's the responsibility I give myself is to actually be the best version of myself at any point that I can be. And because everybody is watching, people are always watching and they're always responding to you, right? So that's kind of the first thing I would say is by leading by example is actually not being afraid to share the magic that's going on. One of the hardest things right now, I think, and I believe is the guilt that comes around being happy in a world that wants us to be sad. Mm-hmm. And projection that that the pressure of the projection around that, and in knowing that, well, is it right? Is it right for me to feel happy right now? Is it right for me to feel gratitude right now? Yes, it is. In fact, that's what the world needs: is the love, the gratitude, the joy, in spite of not, you know, waiting for a reason to be happy or waiting for everybody to give you permission to be happy. So. That takes courage. I think it truly is to say, actually, no, I am feeling happy right now. I am feeling joyous. I am feeling gratitude. The other thing I would say to that is, where would I start with somebody? Is I always start with the courage, right? It's working with strengthening the the courage and the trust muscles and even taking the intuition out of it. When you go right back to a lot of what holds us tangled up is our inability to trust that we know what's right, that what's the next right move, right? And so we'll either do nothing or we'll let somebody else make the decision for us. For me, having worked, and I can just think five off the top of my head right now is with big life-changing decisions for clients. It all started with those first baby steps of, I don't know, what, what do you have for dinner tonight? like lean into it and trust what, what does your body need? What do you, not what you think you should have, but just leaning into how does it feel when you walk around the supermarket and you actually just intuit what would be good for me to have for dinner tonight? Like the baby steps or another, another great one, which freaks a lot of people out and is, um, I call it like, like brown sign hunting. And I, I think they're brown signs here, but you know, when you're driving and then there's like a little brown sign, that's a, a tourist attraction or it's a, right. a nature spot or something is for me, that's what, if I'm on a road trip and I see one and it catches my attention, I will just drive and follow it. And it's like 20 miles out of the way or whatever, but it's that level of curiosity. It's like, okay, what if, and getting clients to just live life a little bit more like that, right? Not mm-hmm. to the extreme of, you know, driving 20 miles out of the way per se, but is what if when you come to a junction when you're driving, 
just feel right or left, right? I know you intellectually know which way feel, oh, let's go right or let's go left. Or, you know, leaning into just what to wear today. And it's little, it's those little things, but it's, we don't do it. Who's thinking about me right now? And just playing a game with that and then text them. Like, oh, I'm just thinking about you. All of those little things are evidence that you, that you can start to trust yourself and you can, do you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's that confidence boost that you're strengthening yes. that muscle. And then you go a little bit, I mean, I haven't quite got to the point where I know some people will show up at the airport and just buy a plane ticket. Like that for me is, I know it's possible. I just like to be a little bit more prepared than that. But it's that concept around not needing to feel in control all the time and to actually stretch that muscle around, well, what if? What if I just leaned into a little bit of flow? What if I leaned into a little bit of adventure and asked, like, even just like, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing today? And wait and see, maybe there's an advert that shows up or somebody mentions, you know, something. Pulling at those threads and actually having the courage to go through with that, that strengthens that muscle for me. Right, you can for sure. Bigger ones, you know. You know, I always, I love trust and surrender. And I know you use those words too. And I know that in my life, when I look back, like in my twenties and thirties, when I really learned how powerful those two words were, that is when the magic happened. And I think having those experiences at the beginning of like in the beginning of my life, it just built, like you're saying, like it just built on to the confidence that I just know that I'm going to trust and it's going to work. And people would say, are you kidding me? You're really doing that? And I would say, yeah. And I and it, I had so much confidence because I had already just known and just trusted and surrendered. And I saw the magic and it maybe not have been the magic that I knew was going to, like what my expectations, you know, like as long as you don't have those expectations, you know, and you're just like letting it go and flow and saying, you know, I know it's for my highest good and it's going to be so fun to see. Like I'm planning this retreat and I'm doing it with this woman and it was so, we were talking today and she was explaining something and she kind of needed to talk to me. And I said, it's perfect. Like I look at it like this is like just fun and adventure to see how these people respond and who's it's going to attract and the new minds that it's going to open. She's like, Oh, you're right. Like I needed that because everything is perfect. But when you know that when you're inspired, like I just had this inspiration to start just for the closest example is this retreat. And I put it out there on a podcast. I had people reaching out. This woman said, I have a place for you. I said, okay, I'll keep right. going. Right. And I'm just going down that yellow brick road. I always say picking up the breadcrumbs. I don't know where that's going to lead me, yeah. but I'm going to keep going. But those magic moments in that surrender is entrusting and knowing that when you can get to that habit of going through that, and that's why I'm so passionate about teaching kids that, because gosh, if you could learn that early in life and trust and have that confidence, yeah. the sky's the limit. Yeah. You know? And it's understanding as well that not everything's going to, it's not right or wrong. It's not right and perfect. It just is. Exactly. So, you know, it's, and again, it isn't always comfortable. Growth right. is, you know, that's the reality of life. And there's some, there are disappointments. There are, you know, sad times. There are heartbreaks. And there's also joy and, you know, love and excitement and adventure. And there, there's, we live in a world of polarities. And if you want one, you need to have the other. And to their, and they're out of your control. And that that's, it's, 
where the surrender comes into it. Because again, you think there's this misconception that surrender is just sitting down meditating and the law of attraction will drop a bag of money on your head. And that doesn't, that's not what life wants from us. Life wants us to participate, to actually make decisions, to be a part of the co-creative process and to, and not do everything. That's the other thing is why we go from one extreme to the other, right? Is trusting that that's where the trust comes in is I'm setting the intention and I'm going to let go and surrender to the process and surrender and know that one, I'm always safe and protected. Two, it's going to be what it'll be and it just is. And it will be on whatever the timeline is appropriate for everybody involved. And uh, there's, yeah, you can sit there with a level of curiosity and just go, how is this going to happen? Like this is, I'm excited to see how the story is going to end because I can't even imagine how this is going to turn out. I just know it's going to be okay. Right. Um, I love living like that. I love it. I mean, kids definitely need that life skill. And actually, to be fair, they had it. Right. They were born that way. I know. It's this world that knocks it out of them. So it's remembering. And I love that because they don't have as much to undo. Right. right? So remembering that, um, whether it was, you know, just playing and make believe, right? We mm-hmm. want, we just don't do that anymore. And yet as kids, that's the first natural thing. It's like, well, what do you want to play? Oh, let's just go and I'm going to be, a, you're going to be a princess and I'm going to be a frog or we're going to do this and we're just going to play. And we'd spend hours and hours doing that. Um, right. So they had that natural ability. Right. It's so interesting when I work with the kids and we work on limiting beliefs or anything, you know, it, it's like that, right? Like, oh, I got it, Ashley. Yeah. And then they're like, the light bulb hits and they're off. <laughs> it's, you know, and then I, I'm trying with these, the parents or the older adults. And it's just like, oh, the hamster wheel, you got to stop it. You know, yeah. where is it leading you? There's just, you know, I just always, you know, looking at these repeated patterns that they're just so, that's, a, it's just a pattern. It's just this hamster wheel that they've just become so accustomed and comfortable with that one step to put that stick in there, it scares them to death. You know, it's like, oh, but once you do it, oh my gosh, huge. Right. It almost becomes addictive, right? Because there's that, you, people get so comfortable being uncomfortable that it's that, it's just, it's because then anything is possible. Therefore, nothing is in your control anymore when you step out into the world. And that's, again, we come back to like the growth cycle. That's the the brilliance of it is that you're always okay because you know exactly where you are in any space and time in any situation that you're in. So there's that level of security because we need security as well as the uncertainty, right? And so there's, we have to just develop that sense of security in knowing who we are, where we are, what we are at any time within ourselves so that it's less, if at all, influenced by what's going on around us. You know, there is right now, we, you know, we, we tend to live in a world where we're waiting for the biofeedback of the universe to tell us what we are rather than us telling the universe what we are. And right. It, you know, living from the inside out. Don't you feel like you can live, like we were talking earlier about what's going on in the world and the news, and I don't watch the news, but like living that way, like where I say we get up in the morning, we do our walk and we're meditating because I that's I'm very similar to you in that way and looking for the sticks on the ground and, you know, like, and being 
okay in living in that life. I don't choose to live in that other life. Not that I'm ignoring that other people are in pain and it's there's a world going on outside of this. But explain to me, because I love asking my guests, like where you see, like we're, we're heading into 2024. You know, this is going to, this episode will be at the end of this 2023. And I was picturing, because I know you do a lot of like end of the year type of things to prepare yourself to start. Like, I would love to go into what you do, but what, where do you see 2024 and where we're going and how do you view this like ascension and this, this new earth that people keep talking about? It's a hot topic right now <laughs> in our world. And I think truly it comes back down to what we were talking about, where you're choosing to put your focus, right? You're putting on the higher frequencies, the love, the joy, the happiness, the excitement, or getting sucked down into the you know swamp of sadness and letting yourself get get sucked in and drown there. And it is, for me, it's all about personal choice and personal responsibility. If there was ever a time in our evolution, it is now where you need to look to yourself first, take responsibility for yourself first. And that in by ripple effect will affect everybody else around you positively. But it's the case of, and this sounds almost, it's not defeatist. There's nobody coming to save you because you don't need to be saved, right? This is the, so you, all of this stuff that I am seeing as a very positive thing is the stage crumbling, right? The the illusions, the show, the it's almost like the there's a movie that is just coming to an end. It's like, oh well, that wasn't worth the money for it. But <laughs> let's, let's go watch the rom com. You know, it, if you can see through it and see the bigger, and I love the analogy which I've heard and talked about which is perfect, is if you imagine from a new earth perspective, new earth is the kitchen that you designed, right? You've, you've got the plans in your head, you know exactly how you want everything to be, the shiny new you know, equipment, the, the space, the light, it's just absolutely beautiful. You can't wait. But for you to get and experience that kitchen, the, new, the one that you're in right now has to be remodeled and destroyed. That's what I'm experiencing that we are going through right now is the destruction and the demolition of the old kitchen. Mm -hmm. And that can feel awful if you don't know that there's plans in place. Because if you're, again, if you think about if you're just, if you came home one day from work and your house was just destroyed, you'd be like, what is going on? Like, is it just hit you sideways? You weren't preparing for it. It wasn't intended. Whereas, so it's going to happen anyway. Like this, the collapse of what was old that needs to go is going to happen. Our job is to hold that vision of the new kitchen and to deal with the irritation. Yes, I'm going to have to maybe have to eat out a little bit more. Yes, there's a lot of dust around. Yes, this isn't great. This isn't convenient. This isn't comfortable, but it's going to be worth it. And that for me, and again, maybe it's a little Pollyanna, but I'm sticking with it, is the it's going to be worth it. And it's not going to be comfortable coming out. We're in that final stage again from a a metaphorical perspective is the cocoon and the cocoon is now going like we're at that we're not even in the cocoon anymore we're almost out of the cocoon we just haven't spread our wings and it's that mushy middle phase where it's not what it was it's not quite what it will be but we're leaning if we can just 
lean into it and spread our wings, it's going to be so much more fun. Yeah, so much more fun. Tell us about your end of the year, what you do. Well, for me, again, just going back to where I am in my personal cycle, it works out perfectly because that is the end of one year. So Hmm. I, I harvest all the way to the end of the year. And then I plant new seeds in January. That is literally just how mine uh, falls. And when is your birthday? My birthday is in September. Oh, okay. So it doesn't matter if it's in January. I mean, it's it's your date, your birth. Yeah, it's your date. Your... My harvest day is December 12th. So I harvest just before Christmas, but then I set seeds in January, plant my seeds in January. And um, so you know the dates when you know this path. So December 12th is harvest. Yep. So intentionally, because you know the dates and you have this path all lined up. (laughs) So in January, whatever date you're going to start planting seeds, is it coming through just naturally or you just know, oh, now it's time for me to plant the seeds? Well, yes and no, right? So I'd say you're naturally going through this process anyway. Right. And what this does, this framework does is it gives you a chance to work with it consciously, right? Because otherwise, if you are just setting intentions that they might not be good for you, right? Right, I get it. You know, it could just be a case of, because you're going to plant whatever you put your attention on. Right. That's the, and it could be what you don't want. And we call those weeds. So if you are putting all of your energy into planting weeds, they are going to grow. Again, it's not saying that your growth cycle is going to produce amazing, wonderful golden apples every year. If you didn't put the work in, it's not going to give you golden apples. That's the whole point is you have to be proactive and consciously create with your growth cycle. You're going through it anyway. So for me, this is a good example is, yeah, so I my harvest is over Christmas. So what I've worked on all year, I get to pull in and harvest and sit with and enjoy through Christmas, whatever that might look like, you know, so this year was very much around health and health and wellness and purification. And that's what I always, just as an aside, I use Oracle cards for my year. So for each of the phases, and that's what I'll work with, with my VIP clients as well as each phase, we do a deep dive Oracle card reading. So you go even deeper into what you're working on. It isn't, you can stay superficial, but I like to go deep on everything I do. Mm-hmm. And that's another way that I'll use Oracle cards is just to help tell the story. But then in January, once I've harvested you then again, like a farmer would do, you clear the field and you think again for what's happening next year. So there's a whole phase where it's about four weeks where you can sit there in the visionary phase of really consciously asking yourself, what do I want to create this year? What am I willing to commit to? What am I willing to work hard to? And take it, I make it very serious. It's very, it's very ritualistic. And I will often you know, actually plant seeds or I'll I'll set an intention for a crystal so that there is a commitment on my behalf of this is what I'm committing to this year. Now I surrender and, and, you know, go through the process. So for my end, yes, I can say for me, naturally it works. The end of year works naturally with my energy. For some people, it just won't because December into January might be completely the wrong time of year for them to be planting seeds and setting intentions. And so sometimes if, you know, if you're listening and you kind of go, yeah, like I hate setting New Year's resolutions, probably because it's not the right time for you to do it. It might be January Mm. or it might be June or it might be August. So what do I do? I do, I like to review back, okay, to actually go back through and look at 
with honesty, what was created this year? What did I say I wanted? What were my intentions and what actually happened? And then take, and you take responsibility for it. It's like, did I actually commit to it that I said I was going to? Did I really put in the work? Did I take every opportunity to go to bed early, to, to meditate, to have, you know, relaxing baths, to, you know, go out and meet new people, whatever that intention was. And so I was think of it like a, a year audit is, a, you know, where am I at? Where am I honestly at? How am I taking responsibility? What was out of my control this year that just completely knocked me off? And then it's almost, I, I, will, I will burn it. I use fire a lot. And so it's burn it with gratitude and grace and let the year go before looking ahead to the next year. And that for me is like so important. And again, it's one of the steps that we, culturally miss because we're always going ahead the next the next the next that we actually don't reflect and and therefore we don't integrate with no reflection there's no integration which means you're just you're likely just going to keep repeating the same habits and patterns over and over and over again so yeah a little bit different every year but in concept it's the same it's like how and where i do it um a lot of burning a lot of you know writing things down and literally i imagine it's like it is clearing the field before i plant the new seeds Hmm. Oh, that's so, I love that. I love that whole concept because I feel like everyone thinks, you know, that this, for an example, January said, you know, what are you going to manifest? What is your goals for the year? Like, and then you're right. Some people don't have that, but they don't know that they don't feel that's, it's calling them in January. They think they're broken. A lot of the time they'll force it or they'll do. And that's where like the other metaphor they'll use is, are you swimming upstream against your natural current when your current wants to flow this way and you should just be hanging on your back and floating and looking at the sky, you're trying to swim up against it. And that's exhausting. And you know, whether it's, it's just this constant need to fall in line with other people's agendas and, and calendars and schedules, that doesn't work for, for us. It really doesn't. And when you can understand that they're, Again, it's backing yourself first, right? It's actually coming, bringing all your energy and your attention back to yourself. And this is what I need right now. And I'm going to honor that. Then when you operate in the world, you're way more productive. You're way more efficient. And the one literally had a client send me a testimonial this week. She said, you know what, this year, she said, I feel like genuinely I've worked less and achieved more than I ever have in my life. It's a beautiful feeling, right? Right. Because it isn't about output. It isn't about like how, how much more you move, how much more noise you make, how much energy you expend. Actually, it's the opposite. Because if you're in true flow with yourself, you're expending even less energy and you're maximizing the movement forward, maximizing your growth forward. Right. When you honor yourself, when right. you don't compromise yourself. Right. Oh, I love that. Oh, it's been so fun meeting you and went by so fast. Yeah, As always, fun. when you yeah. are in the flow, how can people work with you and find you and all that stuff. Oh, I'd love people to stay in touch. The easiest way is jump on my mailing list. It's katevandenboss.com and uh, you know, reach out with any questions, anything that we maybe we talked about is just sparked some curiosity or resonated with you or you want to hear more. And I'm happy, as you know, as you can see, I'm happy to talk. I love what I do and I love the people that I do it with. So there's lots of different ways that we can connect and, and work together if that feels like it's something that you'd like to do. What is one seed that you know you're going to plant in January? It's relationship time. Ah, oh, okay. 
give me that example. So I have many friends that are wanting to plant that seed. And, you know, as older, you know, it's like, I can't imagine having to go down that road at, you know, not as a 20 something year old. How do you do that? How do you plant that seed? Hmm. Well, I really, I coach to focus on, and for me, I do what I coach. So I focus on the feeling, right? It's actually, how do I want to feel in this? I put it like a scene. If you imagine, I'll write it out like it's a story. So it would be like, you know, it's blah, blah, blah. And I'm waking up, opening my eyes to see the the man of my dreams lying next to me with, you know, a smile on his face saying, good morning, beautiful. And you know, I feel happy and content and safe and protected. And I'll talk about all the ways that I feel, how I feel. You know, I can feel the weight of the fur babies on on my legs. So I know they're there. And, you know, what I'm looking forward to getting up, having the coffee. So I make a scene out of it that's visceral. And, but it means that for that to have happened, all of these other things need to have happened. And because it's just assumed, right? For it to be in a new home with a new relationship with, more than one dog on the bed, multiple things need to happen, but that doesn't need, this is the difference between the goals that we used to write down. It's like, well, it's blah, blah, blah. And I'm earning 5,000 a day and blah, 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 which are very old and hard. Mm -hmm. And there's no room for fluidity and expansion. There's no emotion in there. And it's easy to to fail, right? Because you can say, well, I'm a failure because I'm only earning 4,900 a day and clearly right. don't have goals, right? So, so I'll write it out as a scene. And then I also make sure I tap into why. How will getting this make my life and that of those around me even better? Like, what is the benefit here? What is the, it's the service to others? I really do believe that that's why we're here is to serve others. And that is also the shift between the intellectual goal setting of this is what I want and this is what I'm going to do to what do I need to do to make the world a better place? And then the final part around that is I'll, I will honestly sit and ask myself, who do I need to become to attract that in? Again, assuming that we're working on frequencies and resonating. If I was resonating there, I would already have that. Right. right. There's something in me that is not resonating with that. That's where I start working first. Do you do like, I know this is probably TMI, but dating apps or do you just let the universe bring him to you? Like, how does that look for you? This one won't be dating. I have dated, you know, I've lived all over the world. I've dating apped all over the world and (laughs) great people. I truly do. And I I also, you know, talk about, I'm not anti-app at all. And there's also some ways or if you're feeling that way inclined, it's another opportunity for the universe to deliver what you're asking for, right? You're actually making the universe's life easier. Right. Doing that because they're like, oh, great, we have another channel. I just know mine's not coming that way this time. And there's... Intuitively? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I just, there's, it's, I can just feel his temperament's not that way. Hmm. Uh, it wouldn't even occur to him to to do that. And he's also not looking, right? So there's the... Uh. I just I can, which is a good thing because then he's living his life authentic. Right. And, and, and my job here is to resonate with it and ask for it and ask, you know, please bring me what I'm asking for and what I need and show me what I need to do. In the meantime, where do I need to go? Again, so that's the intuitive hit around, oh, maybe I should go to HEB, the supermarket tonight. 
And I was like, no, you don't really need to go. Yes, you do. You need right. to go. Which is really sweet. Actually, I'll just share a little story of how this okay. is. Um, and I, of course, my part of my brain is like, you'll never meet anybody in the supermarket. Nobody ever does that. Well, the other day I did, I, I didn't even really need anything. I said, just go to the supermarket. And I'm wandering around in this sweet little man, old man, came up to me and I thought he was asking for help. And he, cause that was the way he is. So I stopped and was like, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, the bread's on aisle three or whatever. You know? Right. Yeah. He said to me, uh, excuse me, I'm so sorry. He said, uh, has anybody told you about the prize that you've won today? And I was like, no. I said, what's that? He said, the most beautiful woman in ATB. I said, thank you. And then he went. Sweet. And, um, I said, that happens, right? And out of nowhere. And I was like, thank you. But I needed yes. that. I needed to. And so again, it's collecting. One thing, just as a kind of final point on this is, because I see this happen a lot and I hear it happen a lot, is, for example, I went to the hairdressers the other day and I had asked before I went, please start showing me, you know, beautiful men, beautiful tall men, because that's what I'm looking for. And this has never happened before. I'm sitting in the hairdressers on a Friday afternoon and there was one good-looking, tall, age-appropriate man after another in the chair next oh to me. Oh my gosh. What? A beautiful, like just deep, rich voices, beautiful energies, very calm, like the temperament that I'm looking for. And mentioned it to somebody. It's like, yeah, but they were all married. I don't care. It's not about that. It's about the universe showing me it's possible that they... Right. It's not that one specifically or that one is the energy around I'm now resonating to attract that kind of man into my environment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. Versus, oh yeah, but they were all married. You know, that's the point. They're all married. They're not all married. Mine is not waiting for me. So but when you say like you because your energy isn't there yet, he's there at that level, the the guy where waiting for and you need to get to that level i think so that's the way that's the way that i kind of visualize it. yeah i do too be like up or down it can just be like there's um you know because whatever's going on in his life maybe he's just clearing up a little bit of stuff that he's right. you know having to um because i've been working on like healing my broken heart right so i know now that because i can say it's healed and up until that point i would have just been bringing a broken heart into a new relationship and that's not fair in anybody Right. So maybe he's doing that. And it's like this cleanup. And it for me, I don't visualize even like they're up here and I'm down here. It's just, we're not there. Right. Like in alignment. Coming into, you know, in alignment. And you really, this is my belief, you really need to back yourself and really believe that what you want, wants you to, right? And right. what desire is already, and that's, you know, we've been really, really visualizing that. It was, um, I think it was a Tesla quote, Nikolai Tesla quote that I was I saw recently, which was, and this is this hit me so hard. I was like, oh my God, that whatever you desire, which is of the father, desire, desire, mm-hmm. it already exists. Therefore, if you can conceive it, right, you've you've been gifted it. So a desire with the way I'm probably gonna mangle the way that this described, but is that's a gift to you. The father has given you what you desire. It already exists. Your job is to accept it. Right. And we don't because we keep pushing it out there. It's out there. It's out there. So what I've been really working on 
recently is really embodying that. And whenever I feel it's something that I desire, you know, I want, oh, thank you. Because I've already got it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Going into that new, you know, beautiful relationship. It already exists. It's just, it's already here. And really stepping into, and this is very Ellie, Ellie Molina, quantum. <laughs> yes. But that's actually, just, I'll give Ellie a quick plug here too. It's, um, with her quantum leaping program, that's where the entire growth cycle program came from. Oh, wow. actually went through her quantum leap program. And that was one of the things that we'd unpacked was I kept putting it out. It was always in the future. And if it's in the future, it's always going to stay in the future. Right. So again, working with the quantum physics around now, it's now. And I, I, I mean, I knocked it out in nine months, but I created an entire new online universe in nine months that I'd struggled with for five years to conceive into a way of presenting it to people. Uh, And so there is, it is just a shift of energy and focus around, um, and Ellie is just so good, so good at that and in the way that she teaches that. So yeah, kind of in a, in a nutshell, that's, that's my view of the world and moving into next year. (laughs) And lots of love. Happy New Year. If you know anybody, anybody, send them Kate's way. (laughs) (laughs) Go to her newsletter. (laughs) Oh, so fun. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's great to be here and I look forward to staying in touch. Yes, for sure. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.